Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to the P13 Podcast. It's another Tuesday when you are getting this, whenever you listen to it. Remember to always leave us a line if you can. Let us know how the podcast is helping you. You can leave a line on our Instagram, at Project13Gyms. Keep the conversation going there. Let us know how that podcast has been helping you out, influencing you. Maybe change your perspective on things, perspective on health or exercise or anything like that. Give us a line. Maybe give us a podcast idea. Leave us a question. That might help us out here, too, as we continue on this journey with the podcast. But again, today is a Tuesday when you're getting this, and we are joined by a very special guest. We'll get to him in a moment. But as always, the other half of this P13 podcast is the informational Han Solo, the top knot wearing mustache rocking, uh, Jim Johnson like voice. No, that's not Jim me. Johnson. I meant to go. With, Who's that? Actually, he makes music for the WWE sometimes for their. Interests, Got it. That's so. why I don't know. Him. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, this deep soulful voices, the one and only Mr. Thomas Conway. Is Hello, here. good sir. How are you? I am doing quite well, actually. It's been an exciting week at P13. Yes, it is. We just finished off our Usher 1F collaborative fundraising yes. event, and it was a very successful event. First of all, we want to say thank success. you. Yeah, smashing success. Ooh, I like that. Like, is that adjective? Adverb? Uh, I'm going to make I'm not myself very good sound with really stupid yeah, right now. Yeah, it's okay. It's the Canadian in you. Yeah. <laughs> but we just want to say those who participated and who were there, thank you for making that what it was. It was a very successful event. We hope all of you had fun for those who were at the event. And again, remember, anything that was donated helps not only Usher 1F and its cure, but many other visual impairments. So you're not just curing one thing. We are curing a, a wide variety of things. Uh, but today, today is a very, very, very special day i mean every day in one could say special. the most special that we've done on this podcast Ooh, ooh, that's uh that's some big uh um, big shoes to fill big shoes if you want to fill. use that term yes we introduce to you listeners an individual of many talents he has helped us bring this podcast to life and helped us uh be who we are today on this podcast for those who are interested in the consumption of adult beverages, he also owns his own podcast and runs his own podcast called The Muddler Podcast, where you can listen in and watch his IG stories of him making different cocktails or drinks from various bars. And tasting bars them. And tasting them, getting uh, nice and... A little saucy. Saucy. There you go. Getting lit, as the youngins like to say. Is that right? I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm old these touch, days. I feel like maybe... Uh, he has a huge... We could ask Jared. Oh, we could ask Jared. Is that what oh. they say? Uh, Jared's our new guy. That's not our guest, though, but yes, Jared is our new guy. Uh, we, we'll, we'll get him on here, too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, while you're chilling over there, you can think of a podcast episode you might want to talk about. <laughs> there we go. Putting him to work. <laughs> but Jared is also a new coach here, so you'll be seeing him more. You'll hear him more as well, too. But the man who, the man of the hour who we're talking about today has an affection, an affection for sports. He is a Bay Area native. He is the one and only Mr. Red Velvet, Mr. TJ Bonaventura. Hey, yo. What's up, guys? <laughs> 
How do you sure like the Kala intro? I was going to say the uh, the audience loves the almost seven minute intro there. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. If you guys are still listening, congratulations. <laughs> it tends to happen. <laughs> it does. I think we still got them though. I feel like that's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. The lightly the we'll light roasting there. begins. Yes. We'll keep <laughs> it light. We'll keep maybe, it fun. Maybe they're listening at two and a half speeds. So it's only been three and a half minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, how I are forgot you, that you can do that. That's, oh, yeah, it is. How am I or how, how's Thomas? I'm doing well. How are you, Mr. Bonaventure? I love that intro because anyone who doesn't know me just thinks I'm a raging alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> but nah. my, li- my life is just muddling cocktails. Casual drinker. Casual drinker. And you're, you're a weekend warrior. You know, just the guy who rides the bike on the weekends and drinks during the week. I don't, I don't know how to ride a bike. Oh. Never learned? No, I know how to ride a bike. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, what are they teaching you here in the Bay Area? I know how to ride a bike, just very, very poorly. Yes. Very, very poorly. Yes. Well, would you like to give people a little bit of an introduction of who you are? More than the seven minutes Mo- we just did? Okay. Yeah. I am TJ Bonaventura. Uh, as you guys said, I've been a member at P13 since almost the beginning, of, which was yeah. 2019. You're a little longer than I have. 20, 20, I think you came in 2018. I think you joined in the, wasn't it the fall? Of- I've known you since January or February of 2018. Yeah. Fateful Wednesday night, 6.15. Ooh. Ooh, is that when, you remember the day? I don't know. I okay. just, it feels like it was a Wednesday. Probably. It was a 6.15 class though. It was, yes, Absolutely. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, so that was back at the uh, the old gym. Which will not if be If you named. know, you know, uh, right? <laughs> But it, yeah, you. I, I remember that uh, first time you came in. You were a a uh, young spry fella that was just on his way westward from uh, NYC, I believe. That's right. That's yeah. right. I don't know. I was definitely younger. I don't know if I was spryer. No. Yeah. I mean, you seemed fairly spry at the, at I the was, time. I uh, was soft around the edges back then. Yeah, we've toughened you up <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Put on a little mass too. A little in bit. The process. Lost a lot of mass. Gained a lot of mass. It's a fluctuation. Ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that first, I remember that first class and, uh, you, you were, uh, telling me that you were moving this way from, from New York, looking for gyms seemed like what we did really resonated with you. So let's talk about a little bit how you kind of, kind of sought us out or sought out the type of training that we do and you know, what really resonated with you on those first couple interactions. Yeah. So I was introduced to you guys by my friend, Google, um, love that person and was just looking for a hit gym. So at the time before I moved here, I was in New Jersey, actually, North Jersey. Ooh, don't recommend it. Good tip. Uh, <laughs> and I Already had, had started a, I started a gym there that was somewhat similar to what you guys were doing at the gym that rhymes with Stork. Oh. And I did, wasn't looking for a CrossFit. I've never been a CrossFit fan fucking hate kept pull-ups not my yeah. thing and so i was just looking for hit i had no idea what i was kind of looking for i was just you know hit something i just knew i needed to do something where someone was telling me what to do every day and there was a lot of movement i always did well with like circuit training mm-hmm. i always need to be and i'm like that in my everyday life i'm always got to be moving so mm-hmm. i needed my gym to be the same way and it's the adhd oh yeah that's definitely the adhd <laughs> without a doubt and Lo and behold, I found found you guys and have been there ever since. And it just from the from the moment I joined, I knew exactly this is what I wanted to do. It was a good mixture of weight training, which I had never really done before, mm. and cardio, which I'd always done before, but a different type of explosive cardio, which was new and exciting for me. Because you were 
not mistaken, you played sports growing up, right? I did play sports growing up. I baller. I was okay at sports growing up. I had a little bit He's of a, being modest. I had a little yeah. bit of a growth spurt in high school, which allowed me to excel a little bit in in basketball. But I hurt my back when I was eighteen, so I had spinal fusion surgery, and it kind of altered my whole perspective of like athletics from there on out. And always yeah. thought that I had to manage my health differently because of that, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later. But I played baseball and, and basketball growing up, played one year of football. What position in football? I was a, a wide receiver that they wanted to be quarterback, but I, I transferred schools and my parents were like, if you're transferring schools, you have to give up one sport. And I gave up, gave Ooh, up football. That's mm. quite the ultimatum there. So you mentioned a growth spurt. Curious, how tall were you coming in your freshman year of high school? Mm. And then leaving high school your senior year i believe i was five six five five or five six going into my freshman year Ooh, and i'm now six four and i was six four six three six four coming out of high school must be nice it's like anthony <laughs> davis style it's grown a bunch uh cal how are you how tall were you in uh your freshman year of high school i want to say five four how tall are you now five seven Nice. <laughs> Three inch gain. My mom's very short, unfortunately. It's okay. You have other good qualities. <laughs> I appreciate that. Playing sports growing up, I mean, what are some things that you uh, took away from playing those sports? And do you think that kind of somewhat directed your physical activity as an adult? Yes. To the, to the latter question, it definitely altered or plays into activity as an adult. I just was always a very competitive person. Like it's very hard for me to do something and not have some sort of competitive edge. Like I just got to be somewhat better, even if I don't outwardly show it, which I think a lot of people think shows competitiveness. Mm -hmm. Even if you internalize it, I think you can still be a competitor. I think whenever I'm at the gym, for example, I still have a little bit of that, whether it's like, okay, like Saturdays, I think we talked about the other day, it's hard for me to just take it easy on a Saturday. When we're right. in, when we're in a group event, I think recently I, I played in a so I played in a softball game and I hadn't played and I was like sore all over my body. And, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to take it easy. I hurt my knee. This, that, and the other. And then once that first, you know, once the countdown stops, starts on the timer, and then it's just like go time. You know, it's and so I love I love that activity about it, and that stays with me, and I don't think that will ever go away. It's just the management of it. Like you can't do it every day. As you get older, your body will break down. Yeah, that's always that. the challenge. And we talk a lot about that on here of, of managing the things that you want to do and you want to excel at, but also managing health at the same time. We kind of talked about how we, you found, found us as a gym. Um, what are some of the elements that really kept you coming back to the gym? Honestly, the results and the motivation. I didn't almost like want to let you guys down as coaches because I saw how much effort you were putting into us as members. Respect. And I'm fortunate enough where if I control my diet and I work out consistently, I'll see the results pretty quick. Shredded. <laughs> <laughs> and that, once I started seeing it, I, well, also I, I started feeling a lot better. I started feeling stronger. I started seeing the difference. I started having more energy. I was sleeping better. It was just a whole slew. Everything just started to like kind of come into place with it. And so it became a situation where I wasn't consistent with my workouts. I would kind of just 
the only thing I was ever consistent with was running. I was a big runner mm-hmm. in my mid twenties, not like competitively. I just enjoyed like waking up in the morning, going for like a three to five mile run almost every day. But I was never consistent with weightlifting ever. Like I was always like the, like one of the weakest guys on our teams in basketball and baseball from a weightlifting perspective. I just never really gave a shit. I'm like, this shit's too heavy <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. And I'm not seeing any difference, but I didn't, I wasn't putting a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. And that was all the way through college as well. Like I just never, I never liked going to the gym. I never, because I had to make up my own programs. I didn't know what programs I was going to do. So I was never motivated to go. And then once I come to a gym, like P13 and there's something on the board, I'm like, yeah, I can crush this. Like if it's on the board and I know what to do, I can, I can see myself grow there. So that's like the biggest thing that I, that's really been a, you know, a takeaway for me of, of being with you guys is a consistency and be able to come and like see myself, see the difference in what just kept me, it became a habit at that point. I think everybody knows this at this point where like you start for a reason, it could be anything. It could be like journaling, it could be meditating, it could be whatever. And it's hard to start at first, but if you just find a way to do a little bit each day, then it becomes a habit and then you can't, it's harder to remove it than, than, than they continue. Yeah. I like that. And we talk a lot about that in, in our philosophy at project 13 of building consistency, starting small, and eventually those, those habits stick. And I think also too, you start to find more intrinsic motivators, right? Like you, you mentioned, not only was your body changing physically, but you were starting to feel different. And I think that's a huge thing in any habit, like you said, whether it be meditating, journaling, fitness, that can really pay dividends in the long term. We talk a lot about how, you know, the training that you do there has ripple effects into your everyday life. Is that something that you kind of experience as well? Like outside of the physical, did you start to notice like you being driven to build like other habits or pursue other things that maybe beforehand you didn't necessarily think you could? Let's see. I think, I think absolutely in a way where just building, it was more of this building the habits and the gym happened to be that first thing. One of the first things for me, it was like, okay, I can do this like consistently. Like there is something as hard as it is, I can still come back day after day. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have, we have that video, which I don't know if it's still getting posted that ad that you guys do. Is it still out there? <laughs> it's not because we stopped advertising on Facebook. You were scared. But we, we have, have to make it. some budget cuts. It's in the archives. <laughs> you were scaring people archives. away. They're like, this is not helping. For those who don't know, there was an ad that was a video that was supposed to be a series of a bunch of older members or past members. Yeah. And the reason we, yours kept getting played is because it did, it performed the best. Hmm, there we go. According to our marketing guy. Wow. Look at that. Just, brand boy over here um <laughs> yeah and it's so in that video the point of it is in that video i i say something along the lines like it gave me the motivation to help start the business which it did like it it, it gave me the energy to come back and try and you know work essentially two jobs and in, in this studio pod which we're helping you create this this podcast gave me just the energy to, to come back and work like you know this is a side hustle and you know, even on the worst days, I would always go to the gym and make sure that I had had that hour time to myself and kind of just shut my brain off from everything else in, in the world and not be, not be distracted or stressed or get anxiety or all things that I think I, I, I definitely deal with. So it gave me the motivation to continue with it and understand, okay, listen, it's going to be a slow burn. Like you can't, I used to think, oh yeah, I want to go to the gym and after a weekend, I'll be able to like feel and, and see the difference, which is complete and utter insanity for anyone who thinks that's, that's the case, unless you want to run two back-to-back ultra marathons or something. But <laughs> yeah, so definitely gave me like the, the understanding of like, it comes with time. 
and it comes with like that's di- with diet with meditating you know meditating I, I hear so many times people i can't meditate it's too hard i, I can't say fo- you do it for a minute mm-hmm. and then do it for two minutes and then do it for three you know you mean just like it's, it's a slow burn and build up and absolutely the gym is something that's been a major part of that mindset for me mm-hmm. what would you say would be one of the biggest challenges you encountered both gym and studio pod Ooh. I kind of know good, some of these answers. Or, a, well, in terms of the gym, I'm interested to see what you say. Oh, what do you think for the, the gym I, one? You go first, and I'll tell you the challenges for the gym. Yeah, like uh, if, if there's okay. any physical. Challenges, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, we're on the same page then. Yeah. Um, I would. I mentioned my back earlier. I would just prevent myself from doing certain exercises mm-hmm. to because I my I had a bad back, quote unquote bad back, and I quickly learned that you can't avoid it and avoiding it will lead to atrophy and it will make it worse. And I learned the hard way when I think one day, I don't know why the hell we did it. We did, we did like snatches or something, or we did like Mm -hmm. power, like some sort of power lift. And we don't do that at the gym. Mm -hmm. And I threw up my back and I was out for like probably two weeks, like legit out for two weeks, like bedridden. Like I was really, really hurt first time since I had my surgery. And I remember talking with Thomas and uh, a couple other um, trainers at the time, physical, like uh, personal trainers, physical or physical therapists, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, "You can't avoid it." You, you're, you were like, "You can't avoid it." Like you have to make it stronger, even if it's like a like a lighter weight. Like you can't avoid it; it's actually going to help. And ever since then, that com- combined with mobility mm-hmm. and hip mobility specifically, like I very very rarely run into any like back soreness or pain to the point where i can't do a workout mm. yeah were those the guys at kauno that mm, yep, yeah exactly yeah. yeah they're really good about that and that's i think that's something that a lot of people experience is something happening and then they develop that fear avoidance behavior and it just perpetuates things so that is that is a good answer and i do agree with that as being probably the the primary physical challenge that you faced and overcame because we then got you using the trap bar and you were pulling like close mm-hmm. to 300 pounds on that thing. So that just on shows, oh yeah, uh, mass monster. What were you talking about? What were you thinking? The other one, 2K ski. Oh uh, yeah, that's a more recent one. Yeah. That was a more recent one. Yeah, that one was more of a mental, like yeah. that was a mental block where I just for the longest time I could not finish a 2K ski. I had done it once before and then the pandemic hit and I had... Uh, the ski, you guys were let me borrow the ski during the pandemic, and I yeah. tried to do a 2K, and I didn't necessarily blow up, but I think like I had a mental blow up, and I couldn't get past a thousand. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I just could not get past a thousand. But I would do well, like on the ski when yeah. we tested for like either 5Ks Shorter or like stuff, or yeah. like like I was always Running very excellent. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, yeah, that one I always did well with those. But like the, the endurance ones were tough. Yeah, and it wasn't until I just got back from Mexico City where. The, the gym I was working out there, I was like, I got to just finish it. I don't care how slow it takes. I just yeah. got to do it. And it's just a mental block. And it just took, I don't know. We talked about it at one point. It was like the anxiety of leading up to it, which yeah. is crazy. Like you're yeah. not doing anything that's like going to affect like your life or, you know, like you, people judgment around you, but it's just, you just get all amped up because you want to have a good score and mm-hmm. there's all these people around you. And like, I, you know, I have the care of like, I want to be the best in the gym at the ski. Like mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to have that title if you will, mm-hmm. but it just all would build up and I could never get past a thousand. I would just, just collapse and just be done. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's one of the reasons, you know, we've talked about this in the past on the, on the podcast. Like that's one of the reasons we do those, like every, every kind of test in the gym has value, you know, whether it be objective physical strength or mental fortitude. And that's the thing with a a 2k and some of those more endurance based ones is specifically the mental challenge, because at the end of the day, anybody can, can ski or row a 2k, right? Like, so everybody can do it with like low risk, but it is the mental side of like, mm-hmm. you get, you walk up to that monitor and you see 2000 meters there and you're like, oh shit, this is going to suck and be painful. And that's why we have those tests so that people can, they can see that they are more mentally have more mental fortitude than they initially thought. Yeah. And I think that's why the, the six week programming for, for the 2k and the 1k is really great because as long as you don't try to like blow it out you know what i mean your first go at it you know just like try and get through it if you even if like the last 500 meters 250 you know whatever it is is really hard and you're barely you're barely swinging it or you're barely rowing it like just get through it get what your number is and just learn from that and then now you know what your your pacing is you know for the next you know six weeks until you test again at the end of it yeah and i think you hit it right on the head there too saying learn what you can from it right even if you don't get the time that you want there's a learning opportunity there for you to to use and grow from and that's actually a good segue into the next thing so coming full circle into studio pod and starting studio pod like are there lessons either that you learned in the gym that you kind of applied to starting starting your own business or kind of take us through that story how you decided you wanted to do studio pod how you then actually executed on it yeah so it, you know, it, it, so studio pod is a full production podcast studio working with individuals, but mostly, you know, B2B businesses create branded content in the audio podcast form. The reason why I started it was back in 2016, when I was in New York, I tried to do a podcast with a friend and it was just really fucking hard. Like it was really hard. Didn't know what equipment to buy. Didn't know how to edit. Didn't know how to promote it. Didn't know what an RSS feed was like all the things that like you need to start a podcast. And I just was like, there is gotta be an easier way. There's gotta be a per, like a company that I can just like give them the audio and let them work their magic behind the scenes. So I can do the things that I want to do, like focusing on the content, which ultimately for me was being sacrificed because I was doing all the stuff behind the scenes mm-hmm. I mean the promotion material. So getting more listeners to, to take on the show on a, on a weekly basis. I think the, the where there's some sort of like synergies between that and the gym was having the the mental fortitude to continue i mean not just with it just with any business it was my first you know four way four four way for four way four four a definitely not a, yeah not a definitely not a definitely <laughs> not a four way yeah. definitely not a four way no four a four a well maybe we'll just say venture uh, my first go. venture, well, let's cut that out. Uh, my do, <laughs> my uh, uh, my first venture into being an entrepreneur and, and starting something yeah. new. So I didn't, I always had it like in my in my blood, or just yeah. like it was just always there. I just never reached out to grab it, and so I eventually did it. And just like the days where you got to do something, right? Like just like with a gym, you know, okay, you're not going to get better unless you just go to the gym and do something. Even right. if you're not up to it, you feel like run a mile. Like, yeah. Okay. For me, that's like not a big deal for a lot of people. It's not, but if you do it, you did something mm-hmm. for the longest time it was hard for me when I was starting and I'm like, I, I need to do something. I felt anxious. I'm like, I feel like I'm not making any progression into making this a, a full-time, a full-time gig and like getting clients. And it could have been anything. It could have been writing 
you know, the next things that I want to do for the week, just making a, a checklist. That's something for me to do. Or it's like, all right, let's do some research on different types of microphones. Let's find out how many different branded podcasts there are out there. Let me do some market research, interviewing friends who are marketers at businesses and understanding would they do a podcast? Have they been a guest on the podcast? Do they see the value of it? And just doing something to just progress it forward. And I think that's where the, the biggest synergy came from, similar to the gym of just like, Getting there and Chipping just doing away at it. it. Exactly. Yeah. Shavings yeah. make a pile is one of my favorite sayings. Ooh, I've Ooh. never heard that. I mm. have not. Who coined that phrase, do you know? Don't know, but it was something that when I worked in sales previously was said every once in a while. Yeah. Because when I was at other companies, you know, everyone wants to get the big whale contract and, you know, right. get paid the big bucks. But at the end of the day, if you just like chip away and, you know, just slowly get the smaller deals, they will lead up to the big deal too. Ooh, yeah. I like that. What along the way did you do to help? make yourself like achieve a lot of your goals or like what made you successful in a lot of your ventures? That's a tough question for me to ask because I have, I am my biggest critic and I have a very strong inner critic. So when you say successful, like the first thing I hear is like, I'm not successful. Um, it's almost as if you listen to our, what is success? (laughs) (laughs) All I try to do is continue to trust my judgment with what I wanted to create here with my business partner, Julian and, allow me to stick to my guns and and be genuine. The reason why I didn't, I never really succeeded or never really matched my potential working in, you know, working in tech here in New York, here and in New York was that I always felt what I was doing was disingenuine being in sales. It just, and I wasn't selling something that I was like ultimately passionate about. If I'm trying to sell something that's that I'm not passionate about, that I'm being disingenuine just naturally. So when I'm talking with potential clients or telling someone about the idea of podcasting, I know it's like a, it's a cliche thing now. Like you see, there's all these memes about, oh, he has a podcast, he has this, he has that, whatever. It's like, but I genuinely enjoy talking about it because it's something I'm passionate about. I'm helping other people be creative in a way that they necessarily couldn't do before, like yourselves included. I mean, there's times where we're here, we're like, you guys are coming. I'm like, let's fucking whiteboard it. Yeah. Let's just talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And like, sometimes I get a little too animated. I'm too, too abrupt, but that's just how I am. And it's your passion. And I'm, but I'm genuine with it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to bullshit anybody. Yeah. Oh, I remember that first day. He was pretty honest. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was, it was really, really helpful too. And I think that's like a huge thing. Like I've been thinking about this a little bit more recently. I truly believe that it kind of doesn't matter what a person chooses to do. If they're passionate about it, like things will work out. They will be successful because I think one of the biggest ways that you can build your success or, or work towards it is impacting the people that you work with, whether they're customers, other employees or workers, because your passion like bleeds out. Right. And then those people are like, Oh man, this person like diehard believes in exactly what they're doing every single day. And I think that's, I think that's something that people often forget. And you can hear it when people say it too. Like, I mean, it's being someone someone who's disingenuous is someone I don't really want to be around. And it's something I have no patience for. Yeah. Um, and I feel the same if I'm, if I'm being disingenuous, I think someone would be able to read right through it. Exactly. That's actually a really good segue into the next question. So lots of good segues. I know this is just, it's like we're on the same wavelength. Spell segue. Uh, S E G U I E. No, I, no. but you're close. It's a weird word. Segway. Is it just U E? Yeah. yeah. Ah, Shit, I was gonna. Sorry, you can delete. The initial that. thought is S E G W A Y, but that's way mm. off, right? Yeah, it is. That's not true. Is that how they spell segways the machine though? 
the, the, the I product. believe so. I mean, what is Segway the machine? I don't even know. You know the thing where you stand and you just like lean forward. Oh just, yeah, that is a Segway. I think which, so. Which uh, <laughs> some kind of morbid irony. The guy that invented him segwayed off a cliff. I did, did not know that. that. You didn't know that, and he died. Interesting. Like that's how he. And anyways, bit of Way more of a tangent, down. but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Jared can fact check it. What an um, odd segue. <laughs> so many segways. Uh, uh, third wall break uh, into another wall break, right? So how did you meet your partner, Julian? And follow up to that or secondary question to that is, how do you determine who to surround yourself with? And in the, in the case of Julian, like why, why him as a partner, you know? And, and yeah, so kind of what's the deal there? So I met Julian... In, at an outside Lance Bree party of all things. Dope. Uh, <laughs> I like where this story is going. Uh, and start. he had a coworker that was dating or is dating someone that was my coworker at the time. So that's why we both were invited. And we were introduced and someone was like, hey, Julian, this is TJ who has the podcast studio I was talking about. Because I originally started it by myself. And so the next thing we know, Julie and I are in the corner just chatting about life and learning about each other and like talking about podcasting as well. And that was maybe around an hour of us just chatting in this like packed party where people are doing what you would probably expect before a, a festival, a music festival. So eating was, fruits and vegetables. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, of course, you know, Drinking doing, water. doing training for two, two K ski. Uh, <laughs> um, and next thing you know, he comes in, he goes, I want to check out a studio. He does. And he's like, I see the vision of what you're trying to do here. And do you want a partner to join you? And I'm like, no. Interesting. Oh. No, I always wanted to be, I wanted to be a solo entrepreneur, which was a very novice thing for me to do and think of. And so he's like, let me just help you out and just like, see if there's some stuff here and such a smart move by him. Cause I learned very quickly, not only is he just an amazing person and personality and someone I get along with is like now a very close friend of mine he was just very good at what he did too, like creating promotional material, like the way he thinks about things. And we are, we are very collaborative together and we just like match each other's personalities very yeah. well, where I'm kind of the roller coaster up and down of uh, ups and like the highs, the lows. I let it affect me a little bit more where he's a little bit more even keel the entire, the entire way I through this. That, yeah. That's just an ADHD, ADHD <laughs> thing too. And just like what his skills were, were very different from mine. And so we just, we've hit it off. Yeah. And so, I surround myself around people who like there's some like non-negotiables right like the first thing that we said when we started was we don't want to be like every other tech business here in the bay area where it's ran by two white dudes who hire more white dudes julian's black and it was very important for both of us to not do that and make sure that when we are hiring a workforce of uh, whether it's freelancers or eventually full-time employees because everybody who works for us is on contract mm -hmm. is that they are a representation of diversity both in in gender and in race and that was like the number one thing that we talked about and that's we've lived up to that and so there's things like that that we are just always very aligned with and it's i think helped us get clients it's helped us you know grow as individuals and understand where people are coming from and also just allow us to hire from all over the world you know the pandemic allowed us to be pretty diverse and not just race, gender, but also in, in location. That's really fascinating. That's actually a story that I never knew, like the way you guys met and how you denied his first, denied his yep. first, <laughs> his first request, but that's awesome. And I think that is something 
too that is really valuable i know for me i've always wanted to have a team and and like a partner and and things like that because yeah and that's another thing that we believe in at the gym is that like everybody has something to offer Mm -hmm. when given the 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 space to do so and i remember like when we first kind of started working with you and i asked oh who did like your website and stuff like that and you're like julian julian Mm -hmm. does it all and so that's nice that he was able to kind of balance out what you maybe didn't necessarily have you brought up a thought when you said you said something around partnering that triggered a thought when when you said that i think the other thing that really helped me in being at the gym well a couple things one i like gained a lot of confidence and with confidence comes more i became more willing to speak to people i would never maybe speak to whether it's on a plane or at the gym, like mm-hmm. who you're partnered with. I was always, believe it or not, guys, I was kind of a shy kid. What? Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of energy, but I was very shy when it, come, when it came to like meeting new people and being in new groups and things like that. I wasn't the one who's going to like start the conversation. But I like after going to the gym, getting the confidence, I would go and like talk to somebody like Julian at a, at a mm-hmm. pre-party or like maybe I would not have had, you know, the willingness to to. I'd be more um, reclusive in in starting this, you know. So that's another thing that just came to mind of like uh, the willingness to learn about other people, their backgrounds, and because you're just only going to learn, you know, based off their experiences to help shape your own going forward. Yeah, yeah, and that's what like you know P13 is. I always tell people this, especially recently. You know, I've kind of actually Jared and I were talking to a new person that just came in last night, and one of the things I said to him was. Uh, this new this new potential client was like really at the end of the day we are a place where people connect and sure we provide great training and all that stuff but I think that connection is huge and yeah as you connect with more people you kind of one get better at making yourself open to connect and Mm -hmm. yeah you just never know what can come from those opportunities and obviously with you like that connection with Julian led to led to this. So to sum the, to sum this up before we get into our fun lightning round of questions. Oh god. Oh yeah. What are some some pieces of wisdom if you want to call them that or pieces of knowledge around like starting a business that you would provide somebody thinking about doing something similar. Don't overthink it. I think oftentimes and this comes from a lot of people who go to business school and I never went to business school and I'm glad I didn't. For a long time, I was I was I wouldn't start my own thing because I thought you had to go to a business school. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I'm not three hundred thousand dollars in debt because That's of right. it. School um, of hard knocks is free. Uh, School of YouTube. So I think we people tend to like <laughs> overanalyze like what they want to start and like is it the right market fit? It's like just just go and start it, right? If you believe it, what you're doing, and you think there's a a real opportunity, start as a side hustle. You don't need to give up everything. There's a actually a great book that helped me called When to Jump which I think mm, you, know, mm-hmm. I, you know, because it, it, it featured a lot of uh, members of the gym. So there was somebody there who actually used to live or used to work with in New York that was in that book, coincidentally enough. Oh, interesting. Uh, I had a weird connection. It was like this book came in my life at the right time. Yeah. And it just talks about like when to leave your, your career that you like for a, a life that you love. And that includes your career as well. That, that is kind of what I would recommend. Like you don't need to go zero to a hundred, which is something that I absolutely tend to do. And so I would say don't overanalyze just if you want to start something, maybe do a little bit of market research. And if you want to get into it, just put some feelers out there and see how the market responds. Yeah. And I think like you said too, starting small can be helpful. Just like, Oh yeah. 
Start do a little bit, side. do a little bit, see, see what the response is and, oh, yeah. and go based off that. This has been very insightful. At, very at insightful. Point. We learned a lot about TJ. I'm not just a joker, to, uh, guys. We're, not just, we're about, not just an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> what? No, I am not an alcoholic oh. for the audience. <laughs> just kidding. Can we not he just look at the camera ca- right now? Casual, uh, <laughs> casual drinker. So Maybe I'll edit that out. <laughs> little, little known fact about TJ. Um, okay. He went to Washington State University. Go Cougars. Go Cougs. So we have some, you could call it trivia. You could call it lightning round of questions. It kind of has to, most of it has to do with either where he's lived, where he's gone to school. There's some personality stuff. I would say it's an eclectic list. Some of these are multiple choice, Mm -hmm. all right, just because we're trying to help you out a little bit, make you not look too bad. But some of them are uh, maybe open-ended questions or Mm. just have one answer, no multiple choice. We'll clarify when we get to them. Kala, shall we start? After you, sir. Okay. Should we just alternate? Let's alternate. Okay. I like it. You starting at the top. Oh, you're going to read those? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. That'll mix it up even more. That's good. <laughs> All right. So first question uh, to the uh, thought around Washington State. What year was Washington State founded? Was it A, 1881, B, 1890, C, 1905, or D, 1911? Jesus, guys. Uh gets better don't worry it's washington state like the actual state no um your school brah no uh i'm gonna say in alma mater was there a ni- was there a 1901 in there there was a 1905 let's do that it's one not a good sign okay <laughs> the correct answer was 1890 wow cal wow. your turn <laughs> don't F- worry hold on fun fun fact about washington state was once on the playboy party list top oh. top 10 wow but then they what, what number on the top ten? Like, I don't remember, but I just remember like for parties like party school. Yeah, it was up there for a yeah. long time. Wow, but then man. they turned into a dry campus, and so it immediately came off the interesting. It's all that yeah. hazing that's going to knock and, you down a yeah. few. <laughs> I think at one point there was like a riot where they, when the school went dry, that like people were like rioting against the police and like throwing like glass bottles. Like this was goodness. this was like in the mid nineties. Sounds about right. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. All right, this one's more in relation to your. Affiliation with Bay Area sports, mm. Warriors, Niners, and Giants. Mm-hmm. You've got to either watch one win a championship in person, watch only the away games in person, and never watch them play again. That's easy. Um, <laughs> Warriors championship, Niners away games, and then I would never watch a Giants game again. Wow! <laughs> I went Ooh. to a Giants game the other day, and it was the most miserable experience in my life. <laughs> Number one, I don't have the patience to watch all nine innings. That's a lot. Two, it was fucking so cold. Oh, sorry really? for my language, but it was so cold and, and miserable. I left in like the sixth inning. Just windy. Was it windy? Yeah, it was brutal. Like, I also yeah. went to opening day. This is crazy because I'm saying I'm going to games. And yeah. I to, I, oh, these are all free tickets, by the way. Uh, I went to the. I went to opening day. After the first inning, I told my friend, I was like, we, we got to get out of here. We got to go walk around. I can't do this anymore. I just don't have the patience. Just don't. And That's I loved fair. baseball as a kid. I lo- it was my favorite sport as a kid. Baseball does take a lot of patience. It does. There's no question. Um, okay, question number two from me. With what school does Washington State University have the longest non-Ivy League rivalry with in uh, football? Is it A, Idaho, B, Washington, C, Boise State, or D, Oregon? I believe the answer is Idaho. That is correct. Correct. Well done. Wow. Idaho is in Moscow, Idaho, and it is less than eight miles away from the Washington State campus, and we used to drive there to get kegs for $30. Dope. My goodness. Yeah. Could you not get kegs in Washington? No, you could, but it was just really cheap. 
Okay. Idaho, yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. Is, it's Idaho. Is there no know. tax? No, there's. Idaho's a weird state. No offense, no, no offense to anybody from Idaho. <laughs> Idahoans? Is that what you call them? I don't know. Mm. All right, Mr. Powell, your second question. <laughs> uh, so, relating to your two sports growing up, would you rather hear the sound of a three point swish or the sound of a home run? Ooh. <laughs> um. Definitely a swish because I have a lot more of those in home runs. Ho! Oh. <laughs> a lot more. Uh, okay. More. You guys, I'm, I'm, there's more to me than sports, guys. There's a lot of here. Oh, there's more. Okay. There's in what, this is kind of sports, but also kind of not. Okay. It has to just do with the school generally. In what year did Washington State University stop using live cougar mascots? 1967, 1991, 1978, or 2005? Definitely not. Two, I hope it wasn't 2005 because that's when I got in there. Um, I'm going to say 91. Ooh, it was 1978. Oh, Jesus. There's there's probably a really funny story behind that. Like some baby was mauled by the loose By a cougar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's Child, asking you all the hard absolutely ones. Absolutely mauled. These are these are hard questions. <laughs> I'm surprised I got the Idaho. Like I don't know shit about Washington State. I haven't gone back since I graduated. <laughs> like the worst alumni of all time. Ooh, fiction or nonfiction books? Oh, that's just a question. That's um, just a question. Nonfiction. Why? Don't get me wrong. I love I love both books for sure, and I like a good story or novel every once in a while. Uh, I just like learning from people's past experience. Like autobiographies are really good. Uh, just like business books, people like entrepreneurs, things like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Good answer. Next question for me. During your career as a Washington State University women's basketball practice team participant, what was your highest point total in a scrimmage? This is a true statement. This is, they're not joking. I wish they kind of were. Um, I don't, we didn't keep points, but there was one. <laughs> First of all, it was very hard to be on the women's team. One, because they're brutal. They, I would come back bruised. And like the women's those. team was so good. They, I mean, they were really, really rough. And I, it was fun. But also the women's ball is different size. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, you telling me about that. So I would like shoot a three and just like slam it as hard off the backboard <laughs> as you could ever. Like it, like it was bad. It was like the guy from Along Came Polly. Raindrops. Yeah. Weatherman. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I definitely had a couple that were close to... Like that were in the mid thirties for sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Get some dunks in on them. Uh, no, no dunks. Maybe some Chris Mullen dunks, which are the ones that you put it right over and you oh, just yeah. barely touch the rim. Yeah. Rim exactly. scrapers. Yeah, yeah, rim scrapers. Yeah. Ooh. When you walk up to the bar, what is the drink that you order? Ooh, that's a good one, especially because of the mother. Mm. What I used to do was, if it was a new nice cocktail bar, I always would go with it like an old fashioned. Um, but now since I'm making this move to Mexico, I, my, the main drink of choice has been what's called a, a, a Carajillo, Ooh. which is essentially their version of an espresso martini where it's espresso and, um, this liqueur 43, so just for like 43. Wow. And it's like this vanilla type thing that they mix together. It's really frothy, very delicious. I'm surprised it's not bigger here in the States, to be honest with you. Yeah. So that keeps you awake though yeah but it's but the liquor 43 is an aperitif um so it's like a, a digestivo that you can have like that people can just sip like after dinner you you can use it to keep you up but a lot of people have it kind of like a mid-afternoon okay mm. it's on ice it's delicious interesting 
Next question. Who is the most famous Washington State alumni? Like what, what, who, who's, who's judging this? This in my, in my opinion or what? Uh, sure, it's subjective, but I think the answer, you're not going to know that they went and you're going to change your mind. Uh, well, let's see what you say. Well, I know Paul Allen went there. Who's that? He helped fi- found Microsoft, which is a pretty big deal. I don't know if you've heard that mm, company. I guess. Um, I guess. Uh, most famous. You're going to go with him? Is that Craig Elo, who, uh, who My- Michael Jordan hit that famous shot off of when he went up and like he did like the kick in the air? Oh, yeah. He went there. His daughter went there at the same time as me. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. Who is the most famous person? The correct answer is Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren? I did not know that. Yeah. It's an interesting See? answer. The, the, the game also <laughs> went there. The rapper. Really? Oh, the basketball scholarship. And then. Really? Yeah. Listen to the song Old English. Interesting. He, he raps about it. Oh. Um, he went one year and then he uh, said he wanted to do some more illicit activities with his friends. So he dropped out. That makes sense. That I just want to do hood rat shit with my friends. Uh, he gives Dolph Lundgren a run for his money. Although I don't know. Dolph is uh he's up there. Follow up question. What was Dolph Lundgren's college major? Economics. That's a good guess. Well, the correct answer is engineering. Mm, wow. Uh, Lamar, Apparently uh, he's La- like a genius. Uh, wow. Lamar Ball also went to yeah. Washington State. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Papa Ball. Oh, wow. I yep. did not know that. Next question, Michael. All right. This one's a little more, more on the personal life. Oh, God. Brunch date, <laughs> lunch date, or dinner date? <laughs> Definitely not a lunch date. If you're going on a lunch date, it's not a date. That's just True. someone doing you a favor. It's a work meeting. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's just doing you a favor. It's a networking. Uh, I'm going to say event. brunch because then, oh, okay. then you have the rest of the day if it goes well to do yeah. whatever what if it doesn't go well what do you do what's your out what's my out <laughs> i gotta go to the gym <laughs> uh you know what i'm not a big out guy like you're just gonna I, see I, it through you see it through oh yeah okay. I, I don't know i mean if the worst comes the worst i just learned something i have a funny story or like i i learned something about somebody that i didn't before follow-up question to that yeah kiss on a first date yes or no if it presents itself, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a date, you know? Next question for me. It doesn't even have to be a date. Uh, so which there. could just be a wedding, you know? Who knows? <laughs> um, which former Washington State football player was quoted as saying, there's a difference between God and blank being the name. The difference is God doesn't think he's blank, also being the name. Was it A, Drew Bledsoe? Mm. B, Ryan Leaf? C, Marcus Trufant, or D, Jerome Harrison? Jerome Harrison was one of my favorite players. His nickname was The Ghost. Um, mm. It sounds like a Ryan Lee thing. It's a Ryan Lee it thing. It sounds like a Ryan there Lee go. thing. Got yeah. It right. yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you get that. Drew Bledsoe is too, uh, he's too humble. Yeah. yeah. Well done. All right, we're sticking with the sports theme. You can okay. only choose to attend one of the following sporting events in person. Which one do you choose? The World Cup, the Winter Olympics, Summer Olympics, or the Baseball World Classic? I feel I already know which one's out. But I'm not a big winter sports guy. I've gone snowboarding twice in my life. <laughs> Incredible sledder. Awful. Awful <laughs> on this on this. Not even those like lonely nights in no, Washington? No, dude. I, I have a great story about sledding. One time we went sledding freshman year and we had these we used to get the Inside of tires, there's like these huge, like inflatable industrial like tubes essentially that, that line it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'd go to Les Schwab and we'd get a couple of those. And then we're going down like the first snowy night. It's like my first time being in snow in a long time because I did live in Michigan for a little bit as a kid. 
we we go on, and I know I'm sorry. I'm, this is not rapid fire. This is the opposite of rapid fire. Um, <laughs> this is great though. Love it. We go, and so I'm I'm on the bottom, and we're like, let's make a pyramid. And like, mind you, I still have a bad back. So, mm. like, let's make a pyramid with me and my friend, and we hook arms, and then a bunch of people get on our backs. Oh Jesus! And like, make a pyramid. And we start going down this hill and we're moving. <laughs> we're moving it's quick. a lot of mass. And then all of a sudden, as of course, as you would imagine, on a fucking hill, you start to tip. <laughs> and we start to tip towards my side. And the only thing that's keeping us up in, is in the bed. This is the best analogy. It's like, it was like riding a bike, but with your kickstand down. And so my face oh, was the kickstand. So it was the only thing from holding us up. And I get up and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> My is face it? feels kind of weird. And everyone's like, everyone's like, oh my God, my whole face was just like scraped off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh. Like completely scraped off. So uh, not Winter Olympics. It would be, it'd probably be the World Cup. I think that'd be such an event. I'm not even a big soccer fan, but I just think that would be really fun. It's epic. Yeah. yeah. Very passionate about soccer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next question for me. Which P13 alumni slash member has the record for most times breaking the ski erg? Is it A, you... B, Scott Schwartz, C, Andrew Weiss, or D, Michael Nelson? That's a close one. I think I have the record for that. Don't, Ooh, don't, how many times do you know? It's been at least three or four. In my four years, five years, Who do you, is it Scott? I think the answer was Scott. Yeah. It's Scott. If we're going based on a per usage, uh, it's Scott for it's sure. Scott for sure. Well, Scott, He's got that weird Scott, technique, you know? You mean the no leg technique? Yeah, no the, leg. The, hin the, 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 the hinge from the hips. Yeah, yeah. He's got nothing. He's broken a lot of skiers in his day. <laughs> we love you, Scott. Shout I hope you Scott. listen to this. Uh, <laughs> next one for me. Inception or Interstellar? Oh, that's such a good one. Both excellent movies. That's such My a good one. Ones. I like Interstellar better. I think I'm in the minority on that, but I love Interstellar. It is a very close it call. Follow-up question for me. In the movie Inception, at the end, is he dreaming or awake? So you were hoping that the answer was going to be Inception. Uh, he's awake. Okay. okay. He's awake. I'm with you on that He's one. awake. I think he's awake. If you have to choose between Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001 album or Tupac's All Eyes on Me, what are you bumping in your car on a road trip? Dr. Dre, it's not even close. Ooh. Not Ooh. even close. I mean, Tupac fans. I just that album is him. a great album. My buddy burned that for me on his CD burner, and Love I went it. to New York on a seventh grade trip, and that's all I listened to. That and Marshall Mathers. I'm not kidding. Those two albums, nothing else. There's for some like, bangers for, on that For like album. eight days straight, nothing else. It was great. Can you verbatim rap nope. the next episode? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Last question from me. Calla may have gave, given it away earlier in the episode. Um, I'm going with one that I don't have. Oh. No, I'm going to go okay. with the one that, that I had in mind. Uh, what was the nickname given to you by me um, that you should use forever and always in all future yeah, he content? he gave it away. Red Velvet. Oh, yeah. Red Velvet, he gave it, it away. Is. I was going to get that anyway, so. Red Velvet. Well, that concludes our lightning round of questions. You did pretty good. I think you got about a C maybe um, that's 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 that that equates to what my college experience was like hey you hey. know so at least you're consistent <laughs> right mm -hmm. um C for consistency so yeah uh <laughs> any uh closing thoughts tj no actually yes um yes by the i don't know when this is going to air oh god oh god <laughs> i am making this move down to mexico city and i just want to say thank you guys 
for all that you do for the gym. It really was a life-changing experience for me to get to know you and all the things I said today on this on this session was absolutely true and honest and I don't know what my experience in San Francisco uh, would be because as I joined the gym I was going through some pretty hard stuff at the time and it drastically altered my perspective and how I thought about my life and the gym was a very, very big part of that. So um, I don't know if I've told you guys that enough, but it truly is. And I'm not saying it because we're homies and um, you guys mean a lot to me, but it is true. It was a, it was a big deal for me. So thank you guys for all, all what you do. And I hope there's other people that have experienced similar, um, similar situations uh, through working with you guys. Oh man. We appreciate those kind words, and you know we we love you dearly. And uh, I'm terrible at taking compliments. <laughs> he is. He's the worst. <laughs> yeah, and you tell us that with your eyes. You tell us all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with your eyes that uh, you appreciate what we're doing. We appreciate what you're doing as well. And you know, it's been so awesome to see you take this project of of Studio Pod head on. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're excited to watch you continue to grow. And you know, yeah, this podcast would not exist without without your help. And you know, I just checked our analytics a little bit ago. We got like over 2,000 unique listeners. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that this totally. just started as a little side project. And, you know, with your help, it's it's grown to reach that many people. A year's worth of content you guys did. That's not an easy feat. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot yeah. of time to dedicate to it. Yeah. So and that, this you guys episode, should be proud of that. I think, caps our year. It does. Right? Doesn't it? I'm pretty sure. Love About it. 51 or 52. 51 yeah. or 52. Yeah, so thank you all for listening. This was a fun little episode that we did here with TJ, and uh, you've inspired us to do more. And we, we, yeah, and we hope that your words inspire others. And as always, studiopodmedia.com if you want to start a podcast. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Just a shameless <laughs> plug. Get it in there. No, get it in there. You want to hit our tagline too? No, no, go ahead. No, you, no, but no, the guest, joke. the guest has to get our. Guest tagline. always hits the tagline. Do really? you know it? Yeah. Do you know it? I mean, you were here at at, at its inception. I think I may. Yeah, it was. Uh, Avoid the bullshit. Ooh, he's the first, first guest one. to actually know it. I love it. Boom. Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms, and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y. B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.